The water goes to Harrowby Hall. Part one. Part one. The trouble with Harrowby Hall was that it was haunted. And what was worse, the ghost did not content itself with merely appearing at the bedside of the afflicted person who saw it, but persisted in remaining there for one mortal hour before it would disappear. It never appeared except on Christmas Eve, and then as the clock was striking twelve, in which respect alone was it lacking in that originality which in these days is a sine qua non of success in spectral life. The owners of Harrowby Hall had done their utmost to rid themselves of the damp and dewy lady who rose up out of the best bedroom floor at midnight, but without a vote. They had tried to stop the clock so that the ghost would not know when it was midnight, but she made her appearance just the same with that fearful miasmatic personality of hers, and there she would stand until everything about her was thoroughly saturated. Then the owners of Harrowby Hall caulked up every crack in the floor with the very best quality of hemp, and over this were placed layers of tar and canvas. The walls were made waterproof and the doors and windows likewise, the proprietor having conceived the notion that the unexercised lady would find it difficult to leak into the room after these precautions had been taken. But even this did not suffice. The following Christmas Eve, she appeared as promptly as before and frightened the occupant of the room quite out of his senses by sitting down alongside of him and gazing with her cavernous blue eyes into him. And he noticed, too, in her long, aqueously bony fingers, bits of dripping seaweed were entwined, the ends hanging down. At these ends, she drew across her forehead until he became like one insane. And then he swooned away and was found unconscious in his bed the next morning by his host, simply saturated with seawater and fright, from the combined effects of which he never recovered, dying four years later of pneumonia and nervous prostration at the age of 78. The next year, the master of Harrowby Hall decided not to have the best spare room opened at all, thinking that perhaps the ghost's thirst for making herself disagreeable would be satisfied by haunting the furniture, but the plan was as unavailing as the many that had preceded. The ghost appeared as usual in the room, that is, it was supposed she did, for the hangings were dripping wet the next morning, and in the parlor below the haunted room a great damp spot appeared on the ceiling. Finding no one there, she immediately set out to learn the reason why, and she chose none other to haunt than the owner of Harrowby himself. She found him in his own cozy room, drinking whiskey, whiskey undiluted, and felicitating himself upon having foiled her ghost ship, when all of a sudden the curl went out of his hair, his whiskey bottle filled and overflowed, and he was himself in a condition similar to that of a man who had fallen into a water butt. When he had recovered from the shock, which was a painful one, he saw before him the lady of the cavernous eyes and the seaweed fingers. The sight was so unexpected and so terrifying that he fainted, but immediately came to because of the vast amount of water in his hair, which trickling down over his face restored his consciousness. Now it so happened that the master of Harrowby was a brave man, and while he was not particularly fond of interviewing ghosts, especially such quenching ghosts as the one before him, he was not to be daunted by an apparition. 
He had paid the lady the compliment of fainting from the effects of his first surprise, and now that he had come to, he intended to find out a few things he felt he had a right to know. He would have liked to put on a dry suit of clothes first, but the apparition declined to leave him for an instant until her hour was up, and he was forced to deny himself that pleasure. Every time he would move, she would follow him, with the result that everything she came in contact with got a ducking. In an effort to warm himself up, he approached the fire, an unfortunate move, as it turned out, because it brought the ghost directly over the fire, which immediately was extinguished. The whiskey became utterly valueless as a comforter to his chilled system, because it was by this time diluted to a proportion of 90% of water. Blasphemous Radio. Halloween Spooktacular 2014! 